and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. Today we are finishing up our watch along of Kare Kano uh, with episodes 20 to 26. And my name is Caitlin. I am one of the managing editors at Anime Feminist, as well as a reviewer at Anime News Network. You can find my Twitter at altsoon underscore no dare. And today I am once again joined by the lovely Dean Mercedes. Uh, hi, I'm Dee. I'm one of the managing editors at Anifem. Uh, you can find most of my writings on my blog, The Jose Next Door, and you can hang out with me on Twitter at Jose Next Door, and that is J-O-S-E-I, uh, just in case it's it doesn't always come through clear on the podcast. And uh, my name's Mercedes, and I'm your local Jahi stan, as I am reviewing Jahi this year. <laughs> And uh, you can find me at Pixelated Lenses on Twitter, where I talk about everything and show a lot of pictures of food. And yeah, just love to be there for people. It's great. All right. So we finished Kare Kano this week. Did we? Finished is a word. (laughs) I mean, we we got to the last episode and then the last episode ended. So I suppose in that sense, we did finish Karikano. We watched 26 episodes of Karikano. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are no more more episodes. Also a fact. So by by that definition, yes, we finished Karikano this week. Uh, So conversation. Conversation. A conversation. Conversation. Another Emotion. conversation. <laughs> that, yeah. That feelings. Realization. Yelling. Yelling in rage. Yeah. Red flags. I've. I've I've never felt the emotion like you know you know that meme on the internet of like crying in Spanish I was screaming in Japanese like I've never felt so much rage I was like what is the budget just like did they just give them Ichiman like just 10,000 yen and they were like have fun like more more like Ichiyan I think yeah they just like I just oof oof a doofa <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't have specifics to what exactly happened behind the scenes. Uh, this was the point where Ano had supposedly left the production, their relationship with the, but he, it turns out he only left for one episode and then he came back, which was only recently clarified in an interview. There's a lot of mythology around this, a lot of Mm -hmm. names thrown around. We finally know what happened. Um, their mo- the relationship with the manga creator had gone sour. They wanted to do a second season. She was like, no, absolutely not. You guys are fucking it up. It's, it's too funny, guys. It's too funny. <laughs> oh, she wanted it more dramatic. Yeah, yes. my favorite. So basically my favorite things about the anime um, were the part yeah. she hated, which tells me yeah. I, I, manga is not for me. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. You know, I'm not going to say that she said this specifically, but uh, you know, get Imaishi out of there. That chase sequence, too funny. Oh my oh god. No. Uh, that's not a direct quote. That's just extrapolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point is, they wanted to do more. She would not let them. And whenever they were asked for a while whether they were going to do more, they were like, we'd love to. We can't. She won't let us. She hates us. So, oh well. <laughs> 
that's rough. That is, yeah. and so which it does sort of feel like they kind of just gave up at the end, almost. It um, does kind of yeah. feel like that because instead of because I think you could have wrapped up the school festival. Honestly, here's the thing: um, the midway point of episode twenty-four mm-hmm. is a good ending. It's not yes. a perfect ending. It's a good ending. Um, it's a you, good it's, ending. It, yes, it is unclear whether the, whether the midway point of episode twenty-four takes place in Yukino's head or if it's actually happening. But Yukino, like, in supports Arima as he kind of starts to deal with his trauma, and Yukino has this realization about how they're going to keep changing. And maybe they'll mm-hmm. grow apart, and that's okay, because they'll always have had this time together. And then it hits the opening theme again, which was very confusing for me. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, that was really nice. We got like this, we got like this kind of wrap up for the two of them. Um, but then the show kept going for another two and a half episodes, and yeah, that, and really from that point to the end, to me, it was just it was a it was a nightmare because it was half a recap. <laughs> it was half a recap. The next episode was a side story about her sisters. That was fine, I guess. I mean, we can talk no, about no. some of the weird Dude, you just don't the have phase. Let's have crap. to lie. You don't yeah. have to lie. That episode sucked. Episode <laughs> okay. Sucked. Okay. I mean, excellent. I guess Kano is gay. Maybe. I, she, She's not though, because she even says she's not actually interested in this other girl. But like everybody around her is convinced. We're jumping ahead. I'm sorry, folks okay. at home. In fairness, the cr- the the chronology of this stretch is so all over the place that it's really hard to it's get my really thoughts in like weird. any kind it of feels, an order. It feels um, you know, like when I wrote fan fiction at uh-huh. 14 and I didn't understand the word pacing. Like it has that vibe of like, I was just like, mm-hmm. and this happens and this happens and this so, happens too. Yeah. So there's this weird side story, one episode from the end um, that we'll discuss in more detail later because it was not also, it also was not particularly good or engaging. And then we veer back to the main story and it's like, they went, Oh shit, we don't have any time. And I'm like, yeah, of course you don't have any time. You just wasted an entire episode on a, on a side story <laughs> and half a recap. Um, maybe you if you'd to... use that for the school festival arc, you could have gotten us to a stopping the, point at least. The, uh, audacity, the audacity to put another recap in. I, they had I, to have been having production issues with that. I, like, I actually more said, production oh, issues. fuck you at the screen at that point. The way that they kept, the way that they kept showing the like, keep, you know, keep a distance from the TV screen mm-hmm. with the music, it was so like, it felt I, weird. It, I, it messed with my brain. I briefly, I was like, "Am I having a stroke? Do I smell toast? What? What is happening over here?" Um, it was no, that was very baffling and and, and upsetting. Um, the only good thing about the recap stretch was the part where Subaki, where the friends got to narrate it. <laughs> yeah, and, no. and Lisa Ortiz gets to complain about how she hasn't really had any lines for an entire core um, because they've turned her into an animal and not a character. <laughs> I feel, I feel like. Probably a lot of that was just very loosely translated to just like, okay, let, let's let them go off. All right. Oh, yeah. Have fun. I agree. I agree. That was the only <laughs> thing that made that recap portion even remotely salvageable. I wish, honestly, I wish if they were going to do a recap, I think having the characters like talk over it is a clever way to do it because you can get mm-hmm. some more like characterization from side, from side characters when you do it that way. Oh, yeah. Um, if, I don't know if why they had they done do that. it for every single one. But... Yeah. If they had done that for the middle recaps instead of just having a straight up clip show, mm-hmm. that would have been so much more fun. Would have been that would have been a recap yeah. worth watching. Yeah, but it's and not. Yeah. 
No, it's not. Yeah. So the last, again, we've got episode, the middle of 24 is a good conclusion. If, if somehow folks at home are listening to this and haven't actually watched the show, um, that's where I would stop. The middle of episode mm-hmm. 24. It's, yeah. you'll go, get to it and be like, this feels kind of rushed. But it is emotionally resonant. It is a nice way to kind of cap yeah. off these characters and and, mm-hmm. and acknowledge like they're high schoolers. Their story is going to continue because they're high like they're they've still got a lot of life left. Right. Um. But they're wrapped up their arts. Yeah. But they're both on a on a path that I that I feel comfortable leaving them on as mm-hmm. they as the credits roll. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when that opening theme drops again halfway through episode twenty four, just, just close the tab. Just, just close the tab. You're done. Show's over. It was. You had a good ride. It was a good ride. It wasn't perfect, like, but it was a good ride. You could just, yeah. you could just do. A, what did the kids call it? Asthma, ASMR. How do you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Go ASMR. do some of that on YouTube. Yeah, I think I might be yeah. the only person who calls it asthma. Oops. You um, might be. You <laughs> might be. I've never heard that before. I don't know how to. I've only read it. But like, go watch some of that. Don't watch episode 25, and definitely don't watch episode 26 because you're just gonna be like, whoa. Episode the thing 26. that gets me, oh yeah. So the, the thing that gets me is that they were so close to the end of the arc too. I, there had tell. to be, there had to be some kind of fuckery going on behind the scenes, because without the Kano episode, they really just needed one more episode. They really just needed that to to mm-hmm. wrap up the arc to put on the play, because they were so close to it in that yeah, in that last assume- episode. That's where I figured we would end. I was like, oh, okay, so we'll we'll wrap up this this Tonami Tsubaki stuff um, kind of on the side, and then we'll wrap up the school play, and then that'll mm-hmm. be like a stopping point. I'm like, yeah, that'll be – I will be aware that there's more story, but it, it feels mm-hmm. like it'll be a good stopping point. Yukino's figuring some stuff out. We should be good to go. Yeah, and you definitely not. don't need to read the manga. Yeah. <laughs> don't – we'll get yeah, – we'll, 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 we'll talk we'll, about that. Yeah, if we have time, we'll talk about that at the end um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, it was it – was, um, the last episode is it's not only that it like doesn't end like the show just sort of stops it also suddenly it feels like it drops a bunch of like i very concerned another red flag parade basically right like oh, yep oh, it drops yeah. a bunch oh, of man. really no, concerning no. stuff on us in that final episode and then just leaves us there to hang and suddenly i'm like you know that midpoint of 24 where i was like i think these two kids are gonna be okay i don't feel that way anymore. no like, no they're not okay they're not okay you okay. um, will be but she needs to maybe not wait, be with arima well, anymore well, i was gonna say will she because like arima arima ain't gonna be okay treating her that way like no oof, and oof. the way they just kind of drop it makes it feel like they think it's okay right like yeah they once don't it, examine it um once, once just like yeah yeah no listen uh but you know what let's let's put that on the table yeah and yeah, let's, let's walk let's walk to something a little lighter first all right okay. so let's yeah, just we'll walk to arima later let's yeah. just get the kano episode out of the way that's a good it's, idea because it's unrelated to anything around it's it. yeah which is a nothing episode it is it's anime original it's Oh, it has okay. nothing to do with anything that happens in the manga. It has nothing to do with anything that's happening in the plot. And it adds nothing. Excuse me. You mean this is what they chose to spend that, that 10,000 yen on that they had. They were like, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to spend 9,999 on this nothing burger mm-hmm. episode. This nonsense. It, this it, horrible episode. It has more animation than a lot of the other episodes have had recently. Mm-hmm. Point. <laughs> Point. Okay. <laughs> that is... 
God, that feels passive aggressive. It feels like they did it on purpose to intentionally not end the season on a stopping point. It might. I mean, I wouldn't actually be totally surprised knowing Anno. God, that makes me angry. Knowing how, 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 knowing how bad things went down at the end, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a spite move. That's not nice. That's not Gucci. It's no. it's deeply unprofessional and no. kind of kind of rude to your honestly it's rude to your audience who has nothing to do with the manga cop being mm-hmm. a jerk behind behind uh, closed doors or I mean mm-hmm. not even a jerk for all I know I mean like it's her creation like she has a right to feel how she wants to feel about it but like finish the story you wanted to tell and then that's then you have your project too like mm-hmm. ugh, sorry it just it I get that it's complex and there's a bunch of people behind the scenes and this and that happens, but it, it just, it starts to feel deeply mm-hmm. unprofessional. Um, when, when you realize like, like you said, like if they had just not done this weird anime original episode, we could have gotten to the end of the school arc and we'd have had a stopping point. Um, yeah. but yep. yeah. So Gosh, this episode, shame. this episode continues Kare Kano's, uh, weird tradition of like being queer adjacent but not quite not uh, quite um, yeah yeah it's i mean i guess con- like the one girl is she's asking Tsukino to be her big sister but in a way that definitely feels like maybe she's sublimating some some crush feelings maybe. you know what i mean yeah, but their mom, it, like, they they basically start the episode off with the mom making some comment about, like, yeah, girls at that age aren't into boys, so they glom onto girls instead. Like, it's very just a phase, like, mm-hmm. mapping a crush on Class S type language, which yeah, makes the rest of the episode kind of like, mm. I wish I could be happy that everyone seems, like, supportive of, like, oh, Kana, this girl has a crush on you. You should, like, consider her feelings and, like, do you like her back? And I thought that element would have been cute if we hadn't sort of laid that early groundwork of, like, yeah, it's just something you do in junior high and then you grow out of and get married yeah. and have children. It, and I'm like, gross, stop it. It, yeah. it made me think of the term. And I don't know if like, I don't know if Jin, what's this Jin? Jin Alpha, Gen Z, Gen, Gen Z. X, Gen Z. I don't know if they know this term. It made me think of like when I was in high school and college, the term lug, like a lesbian until graduation. Oh, I've heard oh, lug. Yeah. And it made that this episode had big lug energy, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, like, I I've was never, like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think that might be becoming outdated because good. I read a lot. I see a lot of articles about how Gen Z is super gay. I uh, love it. It's great. Super, for just them. super queer. Um, I do. I I never heard lug. I've heard bug, which is bisexual until graduation. Oh, also, that's fascinating. Also bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say not fascinating, it, not great. Well, and it all ties into the same the same idea that a lot of class X S class S Yuri fiction did, which is the idea that you'll grow out of it. It's just a phase, right? Like it's that very mm-hmm. harmful idea of like, oh well, you cute girls and your passionate friendships, but don't worry, you'll eventually decide that you need a husband and children mm-hmm. um i mean it all comes from the same place which we don't have time to get into the history of that it is centuries old um right. or at least a century old um but that is definitely it feels like that's kind of what the area the episode is playing in and i actually was grateful that at the end it turned out it was this it was basically a misunderstanding because they both yeah. just read too much and assumed that based on all the fiction they'd read that what clearly was happening was that they were being stalked um by somebody <laughs> who had a crush on them and that was not the case and then they end up being friends because it turns out they both really like books and 
and like yeah. they both want to be in the literature club. So I thought the ending was fine. It was a fun callback to like the early episodes where Kano makes these really insightful comments and they're like, wow, Kano, you're so smart. And she's like, I read shoujo manga. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely tied into that and like sort of the the opposite side of that being that like she has a bit of an overactive imagination and like she has no real world experience. So the thing she reads in books is kind of what she assumes the real world is like. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. So I, I did like that element of it. I think mm-hmm. drawing it out for a full episode was absurd. Um, if they'd had yeah. a second season, I think you could have done uh, like 15 minutes of like a, and here's a story mm-hmm. about the sisters just to kind of flesh out the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but way this- they did it, it took way too long and it wasted a bunch mm. of time that we didn't have. We didn't have that time. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that episode sucked and added nothing. I think we can sum that up. Yeah. Now let's move on to Tonami and Tsubaki. Tonami, the mysterious handsome transfer student who I, used to be a fat kid. I do not like that on. backstory. Good old 90s fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah, Oof, my notes were kind of like, my notes were like, oh, this is kind of fat phobic. Dare mm-hmm. I say they went in whole hog on this child. They were like, this kid's fat. That's why nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, wow. Or he's, yeah. he's spoiled and that's why he's yeah. fat. Yeah, he's spoiled and his parents like obviously give him too many like snacks. So he's a bad fat kid. <laughs> just, it is like, really, yeah. I feel like God. every episode, I feel like every episode they came up with they rewrote Tonomi's backstory so I could never really get a feel for because at first he, he made some comment about being kind of sickly so I was like oh okay so they're like using that as like one of the reasons he's overweight is he's not able to exercise because he has like an at like a heart condition or health issues but that's not actually but then like they rewrite it later so that's not actually the case like you guys were saying like it's because he's spoiled and then then they're like well the other kids didn't like him not just because like he looked different but because like he was actually insufferable and I'm like I don't know what you're doing with this guy. I don't I don't know what his backstory is supposed to be other than um Tsubaki is really mean to him. Well, like, you see is horrible to him. You see being fat is the root of um you know is caused by just all of the ills of uh decadent wealthy society. Man, I the wish I was fat I was and rich. I'm just fat and poor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> when he talked about geriatric diseases, I read it as him like having like gout or something, like that episode of King of the Hill, where Bobby oh, goes yeah. starts eating like a bunch of chicken livers and he gets gout because they're just like super fatty food. And mm-hmm. but you, anyway, the point is that it's not classy, and so he. Tsubaki picks on him and she thinks that it is uh, being friends with him because Tsubaki is bad at human interaction that does not involve hitting. The amount of times her fist hits this child and and other children. And then he moves away and he gets hot and comes back. And skinny. He gets Mm -hmm. skinny. High school blow up. Skinny Mm -hmm. legend. I mean, and, he, you, and he can dunk. <laughs> I mean, you do see that sometimes with kids. Like, oh, absolutely, they'll get you know they'll get chunky and then they'll kind of stretch out. 
Like they start I mean, putting on weight to get ready for a growth spurt. I mean, I basically did that. So like, yeah, uh, um, I get it. I didn't get hot like Tonami did, but, uh, but no, I, I, I was, I was a chubby kid and then I hit a growth spurt in like middle school and then I wasn't the chubby kid anymore. So yeah, I mean, it, it can happen for sure. But so he comes back, like, I'm going to get revenge on Subaki, but there's a thin line between love and hate. So it's that, it's, it's that frenemies to lovership that we all oh, rave. Except yeah, I, didn't, except, I didn't want this. I didn't no. want this at all. No, it's it needs to be more playful for it to yeah. for it, for it to work for me. It, yeah. it needs to be more playful, or it needs to take more time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this needed more both. <laughs> yeah, I I because I think I would have been okay with it if it had like if the, if we'd started the show with if he'd come in earlier in the series. And then they slowly became friends. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, we actually, it turns out we actually have a lot in common and we have a crush on each other. And we've like worked through our very fraught childhood because we were mm-hmm. kids and sometimes kids are shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, Subaki I think realizes that, I mean, how shitty she was. Yeah. And Subaki realizes like, wow, I was really mean to you. And he's like, yeah. And they like have actual conversations about it instead of it basically being like, I hate you. Oh, wait, actually, I like you. Smooch. Um, in a tree. <laughs> So they get they get into a fist fight um on the riverbank and work out all their feelings that way. Sure. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I know maybe I shouldn't support that, but I guess if they're both <laughs> if they're fist fighting like mutually, then yeah. sure, no. I guess. <laughs> um so I am so to re- reveal some manga information. Yeah, laid on always us. Puts, puts a particular no this is this is like contemporary with what's happening in the anime a mm-hmm. lot of his internal monologue is about how you know now that he's taller and bigger he looks at her and she looks so fragile oh, oh she, she has she has such a you know tsubaki who this entire time we've seen as very like energetic and strong and tough that's been the entire narrative around her. He looks mm-hmm. at her and goes, oh, her back is so small. Yeah. Her shoulders are so narrow. You get a little bit of that, especially in the last mm-hmm. episode of this stretch. But there yeah. are a few moments. There's a few moments where he thinks like, oh, I'm physically stronger than her now. I'm taller than her now. And then she usually immediately follows that up by like headbutting him. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it uh, the anime at least kind of, it feels like it undercuts it a little bit to be like, well, that's Tonami's perspective. Um, right. But it sounds like maybe the manga leans into that a lot harder yeah it does because it doesn't have the the comedy aspect mm-hmm. at this point like it yeah. it becomes it loses it starts off pretty funny but it loses like all of the comedy by this point and it just becomes like very dead serious what what do you think like okay because i was kind of trying to put my head around like because you see that trope in like with childhood friend type stuff in mm-hmm. i mean not just shoujo but you see it across the board like as mm. you grow up and and like what is it secondary sex differences i guess mm-hmm. is how we'd refer to it um become more prominent as you hit adolescence um and you know there's uh mm-hmm. different physical changes because of that um like what's your take on that like what is it saying about the character tonami that 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 suddenly his feelings about tsubaki change when she's smaller and weaker than him. It's... It says that he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, though. It says that he kind of sucks. Well, yeah, and I guess... what Because I'm, I'm still kind of... T- 
tossing this idea around in my head, but I mean, it's about power, right? Like he, because mm-hmm. when they were little, they were basically the same like height and size. And I mean, he was, he weighed more, but, um, but she was stronger. So it kind of balanced out. Um, and like, she had all this power over him and she was mean, like, I'm not mm-hmm. pretending like she wasn't, oh, yeah. but it's like, he doesn't see her quote unquote as a girl until suddenly he has the physical power over her. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, but we're supposed to see that as like romantic, right? In, mm-hmm. in all of these stories where yeah. suddenly, suddenly the guy sees the tomboy as like a love interest. It's that moment is supposed to be like romantic or desirable. Right. I find that deeply troubling and I'm struggling yes. to put it I, fully into words, but yeah. I well, because you can att- extrapolate it into sort of, because of the prevalence of this trope, you can right. extrapolate it into what girls should be. Mm-hmm. Tsubaki is is strong. She is, you know, like I said, she's strong. She's energetic. She kicks ass in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And but when he looks at her and he sees someone smaller than him, more fragile than him, right? That's the point where he, that's the point where he sees her as how a girl should be. Right. She's and, physically performing femininity finally. Right. And that makes and, her romanceable. She's not romanceable until right. she's physically performing right. femininity. Yeah. Right. So these very, like, so it sort of puts off these very, like, vibrant athletic girls as, and this is something that is a real thing. Uh, yeah. Girls are dis- are discouraged from pursuing sports in Japan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You see in sports anime, honestly, the lack of, like, genuinely athletic female sports anime they're all just kind of like fan service series or or, or moe like, series where they don't really know what they're doing but they're yeah. just having fun um is it's it's so frustrating i've Immensely. i've yelled at about this plenty of times mm-hmm. yeah um, and and it it's it's a shame that a trope mm-hmm. that existed in 19 what this is 99 it's still really applicable. Yeah, it's it's a shame that like this late nineties trope is still something in play today. Mm-hmm. Like two dare I say, two decades later. Like it is still <laughs> What do you mean? Two decades. Yeah, yeah, two yeah, decades. Right. That was five yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that it's still in play, right? It's a shame that like you know, you can be tough, but only to a certain point mm-hmm. because then you need the men folk to like you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, exhausting. Because what yeah. if she, it's, what it's if the she same thing that ruins the last arc of Princess Nine, but mm-hmm. that's an article I already wrote, so I'll just drop that, that little <laughs> well, note there if, and leave it. <laughs> what if she did, because what if she didn't look frail? What if she had like a bunch of visible muscle from playing volleyball? What if she was built more for power? She had broad shoulders. Caitlin, you don't want to be mistaken for a lesbian. (laughs) That's the greatest sin a woman can commit. (laughs) Which this show has a real thing against accusing girls of being a lesbian in this arc Mm -hmm. and just you know. But yeah, Yeah. like I mean, I guess that's the case. Like Either you appeal to the menfolk or you don't. And if you don't her quote unquote aesthetic interest in girls is pretty gay yeah i have an aesthetic that's interest definitely- in, i had an aesthetic interest in girls from the age of 13 to now yeah <laughs> that that's definitely a ah 
she likes girls but has not admitted it to herself sort of mentality yet I'm sorry, no. Tsubaki ain't straight, and I'm no. not, I refuse to read her that way, no matter what the manga wants to tell me or the anime. <laughs> um, but but yeah, but 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 you know, she won't. Yeah, I, I feel like we've we've gone over this well. I think you mm-hmm. covered it really well there, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, mm. It is the more we got into them, like because obviously he kind of had a crush on her and just didn't realize it. But it mm-hmm. irritated me that the reason he realized it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, I liked her because she was tough and like defended me. And I just wanted it to mm-hmm. be because she actually liked me instead of um, because the teacher asked her to. Um, it was like he didn't realize he liked her until she was the image that he thought feminine meant, which also meant him having the power in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. that I don't care for. <laughs> Please stop. No, yeah. I don't love that. Uh, no. But you know what's, but. Tonami also makes friends with Yukino. And they seem to be on a really good vibe together. It's a little bit of a frenemies vibe, a little bit antagonistic, but in a very playful way. They're a lot of fun together, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know who doesn't like it? Arima. Arima Arima sure doesn't like it. And Asaba by Bro Extension. Oh, Um, God. Asaba, honestly, like, I got to tell y'all. Big thruple energy, this arc between Arima, <laughs> Yukino, and Asaba, and I was like, mm-hmm. "This is not. This is not a guy who's who's like jealous on his and like defending his friend. This is a guy who just really wants to be part of this couple, turning into a thruple." Yeah, but we the see thing, you, Asaba. <laughs> yeah, this is not something that a mentality that Yukino is privy to, which is good because if she were, I would be. Sc- I mean, I'm already screaming at the screen for her to get the fuck away. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if she knew and stayed with him, that would just that that would feel like it was endorsing the mentality. Well, but isn't she, isn't she kind of though? Isn't the plot trying to say she is in a weird way that's really uh, discomforting? There are moments. There's there's a moment where she gives him a hug and she like apologizes for making him feel lonely by hanging out with Tony. Oh yeah. Which oh I didn't plot. love. And oh, then there's a sorry moment later. I have other friends. And there's a moment later with Tonami where she also, where he like asks if she wants to like stay behind and do something. Or I can't remember what it was. Like if like to help with the play or study or I genuinely don't remember what the concept was, but she says, no, I'll pass. Arima like doesn't like it if I spend too much time. Arima, I think she says Arima starts to feel lonely if I don't um, when I'm spending time with you guys. And I'm like, invite Arima along or mm-hmm. Arima right. can like have his own friendships and really there's there's a lot of a lot of layers to this and some of them Mm -hmm. i think are good and then that last episode drops all the red flags simultaneously yeah it it really reminded me of and caitlin i know you've seen my love story uh mercedes are you familiar have you seen the anime or read the manga for my love story yeah i've read like a couple i've read a couple volumes of it Oh, okay, so you, you need to. You need to. You would love you, it. Would it you be would my it. jam? It would so be okay. your jam. It's, okay. it's like it's like top tier rom com, like high school rom com. It's Ooh, okay, okay. It, the, and the like the anime's great. The manga's also great. Um, the manga continues after the anime and continues to be great. Like it's all. It's yeah. There's no. I don't really. I have very very few criticisms. I have a few, but mm-hmm. we're not going to get into that on this podcast. <laughs> um, but I kept, there's an arc in that where um, Takeo, the main guy, is also kind of grappling with, like, kind of feeling jealous about mm-hmm. um, his girlfriend hanging out with um, other guys. And he kind of goes through the same thing Arima kind of does here, too, where he's like, I shouldn't be feeling these feelings. This is 
and like, cause Arima does have these moments where he's like, intellectually, I know this is stupid emotionally. I, mm-hmm. but I, but emotionally I'm jealous of this guy. I'm, I feel like, like Yukino's leaving me behind. Like I need her more than she does. And so he's grappling with these like two layers of feelings. And to me, that's all really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. one of the things that, that gets pointed out in my love story during that arc is Takeo's talking to his, his best bro about it. And he's like, I don't think you need to beat yourself up about feeling jealous. Like, I think that's a natural feeling to have when you really like someone and they're spending time mm-hmm. with somebody else to be like, oh, but I, but that means I spend less time with them and that makes me sad. Um, but like, it's so like, you don't have to beat yourself up about feeling that way. The important part is to like acknowledge it and then be like, but it's okay. They can have their own life outside of right. me, you know, like moving past that step, like not taking it out on anybody or blaming anybody else. Right. The feelings are yeah. valid. The reaction might not be yeah um and so it feels like karakano is sort of heading that direction Mm. and then we get to that last episode where asaba i guess thinking he's helping um (laughs) pulls tonami aside and is like yeah arima's actually like has a violent temper and he hates it when anyone gets close to yukino so you need to back off and i can't figure out if that's actually who arima is or if asaba's just saying it to try to help out because he knows arima feels bad right now Okay, um, well... What are your thoughts on that? Um, Mercedes, I'd like to hear your take, because once again, I have manga knowledge. So I will t- tell you what I know <laughs> after... Because we've seen, we've seen a scene that suggests Ariama might have a violent temper, which makes this very concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that I... And I have to say, like, so that's the thing that I really was not able to untangle a lot of my thoughts from was what well, that was episode 17, where we see him really physically lash out mm-hmm. that in episode 18, where like they sleep together really kind of sat at the forefront because like jealousy is a natural thing. Wanting to be with someone and spend all of your time with them. I think especially in high school where emotions feel mm-hmm. genuinely more intense as a thing. Yeah. And but it's I not. Was... No, I was, I was just going to just, sorry, real quick. going to say, it's not even like it's unique to romantic relationships. Like friends can get jealous yeah. of their friends. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so I just, sorry, throwing that yeah. in there. Continue. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and that, that's the thing is like all relationships in high school have this really frenetic, intense emotional energy. I would actually say that like friendships are far more intense in high school than romance because you mm-hmm. kind of know it's like fleeting and liminal. Like very few people go on to marry the person they date in high school. A lot of people go on to be friends with the people they were friends with in high school. Mm-hmm. And so like I couldn't really untangle that. And then we get to this scene where Arima is just like... I mean, Arima was carrying a bucket of red flags and he tripped and dumped them all out. Like, yep. they're just all over the ground. It's just like jealousy and she can't hang out with guys or girls and like gender essentialism and cishet romance. And you're just like, oh no, Arima. That, like, I understand, sweet baby child of mine, that you have a lot of trauma and you are in a society where trauma is expected to be just shoved down and you just never deal with it. Unless you're at, like, the Enkai, and you're really tipsy, but you're too young for that. But then, like, also, trauma does not excuse bad behavior. It can explain bad behavior, but it doesn't excuse it. And, like, as he's talking about, like, he's like, I'll allow her to hang out with him Mm -hmm. because Mm. he won't touch her. 
I'm like, Arima, did we not learn anything from episode 17? And then I thought of how, of how that went. And I was like, because Yukino has been encouraged to behave in certain ways. He didn't because like she reacts and she's like, oh, I love you. Like Mm -hmm. no one has taught Yukino, sweetie, if a man lays his hands on you like that, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like yeah. maybe you you can reconcile at a later date if that's your choice, but that's it, sweetie. Like, and so I was like, you know what? He didn't really learn. Like, there's no one has stopped to say like, this is not a right way to treat somebody. And I'm just, I was just like, oh gosh, there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the time counter and I was like, oh no, <laughs> there's so much happening. Yeah. yeah 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 i uh, have that same thought like you've dropped a lot on us here in this last episode where i thought we were building to i truly thought we were building to arima sort of like yeah. kind of getting over it right like realizing because mm-hmm. well there's that really right. terrific terrific scene on the roof where it's kind of early in the arc and arima like kind of walks into the room and he keeps like walking in and seeing yukino like having fun with her friends and not just tonami it's also like asaba and the girls and she's doing mm-hmm. this whole play and so arima kind of keeps walking in and sort of shutting down like he does when he's having a bad time and doesn't want anyone to know it and asaba notices and like follows him up to the roof and just says are you okay and Arima leans yeah. back against him and doesn't say anything and they but it's it's a really terrific scene of like no i'm feeling bad but like i know i can't i know i can't express it because these feelings aren't fair right like mm-hmm. this isn't fair to yeah. you you know so i just need to work through it and i thought what a terrific scene we're going to move through this arc to Arima kind of like working through these feelings on his yeah. own and being okay with right. it. And but we don't the way. kind of right. We get no resolution there at right. all. We just get more what? red flags. I do want to say, yeah. I'll be honest. I don't remember hundred percent. Cause I read the manga a long time ago. I don't think that scene is in the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating. So mm-hmm. I will say this. Uh, this is an Amo anime. Mm-hmm. Anna struggles with a lot of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Is this how Evangelion and... goes? God. <laughs> I mean, Evangelion <laughs> is is very much, I mean, Anna's, Anna has been candid about this. Um, it is very much his struggle with depression in anime form. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh, um, oh, sweet baby, is he getting therapy? Yes, okay. yes, yes. No, yes, by yes, the yes. end of, by the end of Eva, he like was getting therapy and working through things and okay. so the ending of the okay. anime it ends on a hopeful note it is i have a lot of issues with the evangelion anime which you can hear all about in our podcast watch along about it <laughs> <laughs> so we did a couple so of years anyway. ago but yeah so anyway um so there is this very strong understanding sense of understanding of arima's sense of depression of isolation mm-hmm. of these dark feelings yeah. that he cannot control and mm-hmm. so yeah. there are times where it's just sort of a sense of he's just going to feel that feeling and he's going to deal, try to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. It goes astray it, when, it, when Asaba yeah. pulls Tonami aside and mm-hmm. is like, listen, you need to back off of Yukino. It's and so uncomfortable. I will say this. The manga does not uh, counter that. Okay, so it's not that's not just Asaba like thinking he's helping by like trying to scare Konami away. No, Um, there is yes, Arima continues to be very possessive and and uh tries to scare away Yukino's friends basically. Um, That's alarming. We'll go more into the manga arc, 
but he does some really, really inexcusable things. Oh boy. And it, Yukino and the characters explicitly say to Yukino, to, your job is to fix him. Oh, do they get no. married in the manga? I just need to ask, do Yukino and Arima get married? Oh, yes. Of course. Of course oh, no. <laughs> Um, oh no i know what say, kind of fool's question was i just asking but i just had to make sure they say arima is going through a dark time right now yukino you're the only one who can oh, reach him no. you are the one no. who needs to help him mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. uh, that is even, including asaba asaba says that a lot These yeah and friends <laughs> It would be well. They're high school. I, this is a very be, high school yeah. thing to say, but yeah, you know that's true. But that's it's true. not. It's never countered. It is that is how yeah. the plot progresses. Yeah. So that is a, that is the narrative is agreeing with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you because you, you leave the series on this really haunting note because of that of like I y'all I'm not gonna lie a part of me was like is Arima gonna hit her again mm-hmm. like there was this real genuine discomfort of like oh no i heard caitlin sigh oh no i got really yeah no, the last episode oh, no. i got concerned oh no caitlin don't give me that sigh don't that doesn't make me feel good i heard you sigh I heard he doesn't deep, he doesn't you, hit her oh no caitlin you you your sigh was as deep as the marinara trench no no i'm sorry the mariana <laughs> No, no, no! Uh, it's the marinara trench. The it's marinara the trench, trench. It's the trench you make at Olive Garden with your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> with your bowl really of unlimited pasta, the marinara Stop. trench at the bowl of unlimited be, pasta. I'm trying to be a serious feminist right now. <laughs> There's this soul deep. That soul deep sigh just like worried me because, like, you do you. To be serious again, you leave on this really frightening note of like, Arima's not gonna stop. Like, this behavior is gonna get more and more prominent. Mm-hmm. But like, Yukino is also being socially encouraged to like mm-hmm. fix this boy. It's kind of like, I mean, you know, hearkening back to my Twilight face, it's kind of like finding <laughs> that romantic and then realizing, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not hot to try and fix somebody. Actually, what is romantic and what is loving what is loving on all levels is to encourage someone to get help mm-hmm. that they need and encourage mm-hmm. them to be, be aware of like, Hey, you're doing these things that hurt me. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's not, it's not fun to turn a mirror on yourself, but like you do leave with this really discomforting mm-hmm. sense of like, Oh, Arima's mm-hmm. going to like, like I said, I was waiting. I was genuinely like, is he going to mm-hmm. hit her again? Well, and it's, it's so, it's such a baffling, it, I don't know. It feels like the ep- like the um, episodes are almost out of order. Because again, going back to the first half of episode twenty four, where you it's kind of it's we're with Yukino's perspective, right? Mm. And she's Yukino's on a good path. Like she's figuring stuff. I mean, she's she's a kid, yeah. but she's figuring stuff out. She's trying to change and be more true to herself. She's starting to like mm-hmm. she's get really getting into this play. She's and not only just like finding herself as like an actress, she's also really good at coordinating and leadership and she knows when to take charge and when to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really see her kind of coming into her own as an adult, as a young adult, um and developing skills that are going to be good for life. Yeah, and having these really and really having these really healthy thoughts about like she worries about 
how much she's changed, but then she also thinks like ultimately the change is good, and she wonders if she and Arima will eventually like no longer need one another because she wants them both to have their own lives outside of each other, right? Like she has this mm-hmm. conversation about like we met each other, we changed each other, our worlds have been expanding because of that. All of this is great, and it might mean that eventually we go we separate, but that's all right because we still will let's promise never to forget these moments, right? Yes. Um, And you know what? That is honestly my favorite kind of high school romance ending mm -hmm. where characters are like, we care about each other, but we want different things right now. And that might not be compatible. Mm -hmm. And even then, usually those endings are vague about whether they stay together or not. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate it when it ends with them saying, I'm going to... No, I'm not going to stunt my own development for the sake of mm-hmm. this romance. Yeah. I'm and, going to continue growing as a person. Yeah. And Yuki, you know, like she supports Arima. She gets really excited about watching him practice kendo, which I thought was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's happy that, that he's making friends as well. Um, when she calls him stinky. Okay. It's like, yeah. I let's... can smell the axe body spray that he was attempting to like. <laughs> Let's, let's digress for a minute. Can we, let's digress to something lighter for a minute. I loved that scene. That scene was so, so freaking good. Cute. So good. The part where the part where they're yeah. riding, like they're trying to ride double on the bike, but he's really dragging his heels on the ground. Yeah, yeah. which and- I thought was so cute because playful antagonism is my love language. Yeah, it's so cute <laughs> because then she's like, "Hey." Why is this so hard? And he's like, I don't know. And he like specifically lifts his feet up, like yeah. really discreetly. <laughs> it's so funny. I like it's, the two of them so together, and, and it's yeah, frustrating. They're a really good couple when they're like being kind to each other, when they're being playful. Yeah, you know, I can see them as a couple. I can see why they like each other as a couple, which is mm-hmm. more than I can say for a lot of romances to be honest yeah. a lot of romances i'm like i don't know why you're interested in each other it's just kind of boy and girl in proximity these two yeah. have really really good chemistry but mm. then she does things outside of him she has that same kind of fun with other people and he's mm-hmm. not okay with it and yes that jealousy is totally normal and natural i have experienced it myself but he wants her to cut bits off of herself yeah, and he wants to put her into a little box where she cannot grow anymore because he feels threatened by it. Ironically, he kind of wants her to be like the Yukino we meet at the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he he talks about like, I never stopped liking you, even when I got to know the real you at the beginning of the series. That feels a little disingenuous now i mean maybe not because he likes who she is at her real self at the time he likes that she's kind of weird um and i love and i love honestly i love that she's still really competitive Mm -hmm. even though she has made up her mind that there are more important things in life than grades she still gets really pissy if like there are other people who get better scores than her yeah which like relatable right yeah i mean competitiveness doesn't just magically disappear yeah um yeah it's very and it's very very human yeah that that she is that way um i think that's some really fantastic character writing that even though she has changed she's still 
her same self in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he doesn't want to see, he only likes it when applies to her relationship with him. Well, he's terrified of being abandoned for understandable mm-hmm. reasons because his parents were well, yeah. abusive and then also abandoned him. Um, and he, and again, he, like, there's, there's a couple of scenes where he clearly acknowledges, like, this isn't fair to her. I don't want her to know that I'm having these feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we chose to end on that note instead of on that very nice scene where Yukino acknowledges, like, this is Arima's trauma to work through. All I can do is, like, I can be there to support him when he needs help, but, like, this is, this is his thing. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, Yukino says she can't fix him in the anime, so it's wild to me mm-hmm. that the manga then, like, goes hard on, no, your job is to fix him. So that is, and that's why sometimes it feels like I'm watching two stories in this final stretch. Um, one that is a, a, a nice, healthy story and one that is not. It, feel, it feels like this is the written by the Anno who has gone through therapy, right? Like, yeah, this is this is the Anno who knows that he cannot uh, rely on other people to fix him. Yeah, he has to do. He has to be able to do the work himself. Yeah, mm. that very good scene where Yukino basically just holds Ariama's hand as he like reaches out to his to his childhood self. Like, I that, mm-hmm. it's a really good scene. Why didn't the show end there? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we spill we spill past that into the it's the the very distinct sense in that final episode is that they are on two completely different paths. Where mm-hmm. Yukino loves the fact that they're becoming more independent and expanding the world, and Arima doesn't like it, and then the show just stops. So we don't. Yep. Because here's the thing: you can explore that. That's a that's a. I think you can explore that in a healthy way, mm-hmm. in an interesting way that is like yeah true to high school relationships. Um, but we don't get there. And so we are left with concerns. Yes. Yeah. And concerns the manga the does not, yeah. does not explore it in a way that I feel like came to healthy conclusions. Yeah. That's um, let's talk about the manga, but first mm-hmm. I have a very important question. What sure. is that question? Would you go watch the Asaba review? Oh, like, did you see the merch for it? Yeah. So good. The doll. I mean, they the were doll like dolls me. and dojishi and like stickers and like a drama CD. Yeah. I'd like go, the fact that they actually, if I was in high school, they yes. actually printed that stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like I should clarify <laughs> if I were not a 29 year old adult. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if, I, yeah. if I were in high school, absolutely, I would go to the Asaba yeah. movie. I'd be like, what is this goober friend of mine doing? I have to see this. I have to see at, this. At this age, I would be like, no. But <laughs> no, good thanks. luck. Don't need good to luck. watch a 16 year old yeah. do whatever yeah. it is he's yeah. going to do. But, but good luck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do think ugh, bringing it back to that heavy conversation, I love Asaba. I want to love Asaba, but the fact that he like called out Tonami is like, yeah. you need to stop being friends with Yukino. Just kind of puts a really sour note on his character. It, and that, and, once again, is a thing that I think, given more episodes, you could explore in a healthy way where it's like, hey, Asaba, mm-hmm. I know you think you're helping right. your friend because you're worried about him, but this isn't the way to do it. Um, but we don't get really... that. We don't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and he never How, really. What happens to him in the manga? Oh, you uh, don't want to know. Well, I told you in the first episode. <laughs> I told you in the first episode. Uh, well, you two, I have dropped an image into uh, Slack. Okay, let's let's go react chat. to this. Okay. Um, with it's a, a it's chat a with the two chat. of you. Okay, I'm clicking over to that. 
Uh, that girl is uh, Yukino and Ariyama's daughter. <coughs> no! <laughs> no! He's in a suit! He's a full adult! Asuka, I told you, Asuka, adult. She is, I told I you mean, he fell in love with a baby. I told you it was Twilight. I told you! I, I, I think I forcibly made myself forget that. Scrub and it from your brain. For no. those for those of you at home, it is a teenage girl talking to Asaba, a oh, fully grown no. adult Asaba on the roof saying, uh, you'll never fall in love with any other woman but me, and you know it. And then she pats his head and she says, so I'll always be by your side to make you happy. At least Asaba looks kind of shocked in the final panel. Like, Oh no, he doesn't want to fall in love with her, but he just can't help falling in love with this teenage girl. Oh. Much like Maho's creepy boyfriend, who she marries. Uh, Y'all, I don't like this series anymore. So, <laughs> I, don't read, I don't like this series anymore. So, no. uh, I have a question. Is this the worst anime ending ever? No, because no. this year was Promise Neverland two this year. Yes, it was. As of recording this, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah, no, then it's not. Then it's so, not. I've, I've seen worse endings. This is a non-ending, which I, I've seen a lot yeah. of in the anime verse because manga mm-hmm. adaptations. This happens a lot. Yeah. Um, it was it's not just, the worst. It's ambivalent. It's frustrating because mm-hmm. I think the show's highs have been really high. So to end on this like absolute clusterfuck of storylines and recaps and side stories is baffling. Uh, um, I think and disappointing. I think more than, I think more than bad. It's just it's disconcerting as an ending, mm-hmm. and it has really alarming ramifications for that like you it, because the manga is out of print you just most people will just never find out yeah like yeah but it's not it's not bad it's just ambiguous and sometimes life is like that i mean i hated it i'll be real with you i really oh, yeah. really hated the way it ended um yeah. i've seen worse but it yeah it was a to be it was a our journey continues read the manga to find out mm-hmm. more but mm-hmm. i don't want to read the manga to find out more yeah. i wanted the anime to have a nice stopping point so i could just stop yep. Um, so, because I know where the manga goes and I don't yeah. want to go there. I'll tell you what, this is no angelic lair. Are you ready to find out more? Okay, uh, folks at home, if you don't want to have the Katakano manga spoiled for you, um, now would be a good time to stop listening. Uh, you yeah. can find more of our work at animefeminist.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash animefeminist. And we're also on Twitter at animefeminist. Thank you and good night. Uh, continue, <laughs> Caitlin. So, um... They do the school play. It goes well. Okay. There's a conclusion that is basically the same thing as the twenty episode first half of twenty episode twenty four. Oh, lovely. so we could we could have done okay. the play and then finished yeah. there, and it would have been that would have been yeah. so good. Oh, that would have been so nice. Oh, gosh. Um, oh no. Okay. And then, uh, and then Maho thinks about her creepy fucking boyfriend, who she started, who she just hit on relentlessly when she was in middle school. Until he gave in and started dating her. Gross. No, and then, that's yucky. And then uh, Kazuma, as Tsubasa's stepbrother, moves to America. And Kazuma is so, or uh, ups- er, Tsubasa is so upset she stops being able to hear music for a while. Until he comes back and they get married. Wait, I know what? It. 
I knew it. Here's here's my favorite thing about the Katakano anime, as as annoying and disconcerting as that ending was. Um, none of this shit happened, and I knew it was going to because I know ninety shojo. So I'm glad we didn't get to any of this. Um, Arima's mother comes back. It starts bringing up, Ooh, up oh. a lot of his trauma because yeah. you know those stories you read sometimes about small children undergoing just horrifying abuse and the horrifying conditions they're found under. That uh-huh. was Arima. Yeah, I got um, that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. like uh, it turns out his dad wasn't so bad. His dad, you know, his dad basically didn't know he existed. Um, his mother was just a, a terrible, terrible slut who slept with <sighs> his dad uh, to try to get in with the wealthy Arima family. Okay, cool. Uh, so nice, yeah. nice little, nice little dose of misogyny in there too. It feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, Arima starts self harming. What? Uh, every- Every, yeah, he stabs through his hand with a box cutter. Oh, uh, God. Uh, everyone's like, hey, Yukino, you have to fix Arima. And Yukino's like, hmm, I'm going to try. Uh, she confronts him. He rapes her in a library. Oh, oh my God. God. We should have content warning to this. Shit. Yeah, she gets oh. pregnant. Um, And then uh, Arima finds out that his dad actually does love him. Who, his dad, who has become a famous uh, jazz pianist. Um, they have a baby. Uh, wait, oh, <laughs> wait, what? What? Oh, God, no. This, every, every um, sentence gets worse. Yukino becomes a doctor. Uh, yay, yay. Arima becomes a cop. Well, oh, no. Of course he fucking does. Asaba um, continues to feel empty inside. Does Asuba live? Because he he doesn't, you know, he just doesn't feel like he can love anyone. Uh, because I guess he Twilight Style imprinted on Yukino and Arima's daughter. Oh my god, Jazz Fell in love with a baby. <laughs> like, literally, like, the Wikipedia article that I'm looking at to refresh my memory a little bit, the sentence is, Hideaki senses the baby's a girl and that she will become his soulmate in the future. So he didn't even fall in love with a baby. He fell in love with a fetus. Did Stephanie Meyer read Kate Kano? (laughs) This is actually... How much shoujo did Stephanie Meyer read? This is actually about contemporary... That was the most cursed sentence you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) So... This this ending is 96, actually ninety six to oh five. Jesus yeah. Christ! No, this, this this ending is contemporary with the beginning of Twilight. With the first book, not the book where he falls in love with the baby. I'm just saying you can't prove that's not where she got the inspiration. <laughs> um. So anyway, that is how the Karaikana manga goes. This is why I tell people don't read the manga, even no matter how much you hate the ending of the anime. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening, and that's not. Wow. It's okay. wow. I don't. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it's good that this didn't get a second season because right. mm-hmm. unless yeah, they were going to so, make some significant changes to the source material. Now yeah. I'm going to ask you to the hot questions because I've made my feelings known on this. Do you think Kari Kano could use a remake? No, absolutely not. Okay, 
<laughs> Glad we're all on the same page. Not 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 no. knowing not knowing where the manga goes. Absolutely not. Um, I wouldn't mind even, seeing even... them take. A, I wouldn't mind like a director's cut of the anime where they were maybe able to like fix some things and finish off the school festival arc and like wrap mm-hmm. it up. Um, maybe maybe make the midway point of episode twenty four the actual ending of the series, <laughs> so it ends on like a good note and an actual ending instead of a bunch of red flags. Um. I think there's a director's cut version of this that could work. I absolutely don't want to remake. There mm-hmm. are newer, better shoujo that deserve yeah. adaptations more. Uh, give yeah. me, give me all of Yona of the Dawn. Give me Basara. Yeah. yeah. Um, give yeah. me the rest of my love story. Like I, yeah. There's, I have a list. So yeah. no, we don't need Kari Kano to be remade. <laughs> I, I think, I think nostalgia is a very powerful thing. But I think the thing with nostalgia is that sometimes things that really should stay in the past should and this is a series that even if i didn't know where the manga went there's enough meat on the bone that i would be like i don't know if i want to see like mm-hmm. a reiteration of this mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean knowing the where the is- manga goes y- you know what i'm sad enough in the pandemic i don't need anything else to do it to me you know- <laughs> and you know the thing is that yes we would gain better animation we wouldn't have the recaps but we would also lose so much there yeah. are so many distinct creative voices in the anime adaptation already that we that make it so beloved without those voices i think it becomes just another high school romance right so no so i don't think it needs to be remade now here's another uh spicy question would you recommend it to other people i don't know no no, no sorry I, don't think, no. I think i think i think i'm sitting kind of in the know i don't, don't think the highs are worth the lows no I'm, i think there's other stuff you can watch i i have i would give them a there would be a lot of there would be a lot of shoujo and a lot of rom-coms that i would recommend to them before i ever got to this one now if we got far yeah. enough down the list i would hit this <laughs> and i would tell them to stop halfway through episode 24 um, yeah. And I would be very sincere about that, and hopefully they would listen. Um, but yeah, I just I I understand that in a lot of ways, Karekano walked so a lot of other series later could run. Like it was a tremendously influential. We have, and I you know I'll call this out too. We have a my favorite problematic article about it that Jax wrote. That is a very good article. Um, yeah, kind of. Kind of grapples with like the way it handles domestic abuse and how that resonated mm-hmm. with her versus a lot of the troubling elements we have discussed here at the end. Um, so we'll link to that in the show notes as well um, as to provide a different perspective. And like obviously, this series resonated, resonated with a lot of people. I don't want to take that away from them, um, but I think it is very much of its time, and probably it's okay if it stays there. Yeah, yeah. There are there. Yeah, there's a long list of of shoujo and rom coms I would I would give you before I, mean, I gave you Kari Kano at deep, this point. Yeah. I think deep pretty much said kind of what i'm feeling is like it's it is of its time and i don't think there's anything bad with recognizing things are of their time there's a lot of stuff i think i think the whole narrative that like you can't like problematic stuff is fraught because like mm-hmm. you can i like Rompa. <laughs> like <laughs> trust me i know problematic but like also this is something that like it's all right for it to be a part of a larger history mm-hmm. and to recognize that yes it did pave the way for other series but we don't need to see it again it's yeah. it's all right mm-hmm. as it is okay all right you know what all of that is fair 
Um, what about you, Caitlin? Would you? I mean, you you recommend yeah, this watch say, along? You do yeah, you recommend yeah. the show to folks, or is it like further down your list, or do you recommend it more as like if you want? Is it like a history piece? Like how 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 do you treat it in the the canon of mm-hmm. uh, like shoujo and rom com style series? I think there would be a lot of factors mm-hmm. into. I I think no, I wouldn't not recommend it. There would be a lot of factors in me choosing it to recommend someone sure um yes like yes as a history piece partially um do they really like older you know do they prefer older anime um do they have in do they in you know do you want to watch this just for these crazy imaishi sequences um do you want a kind of distinctly psychological uh rom-com I think there's a lot about this series that I really sincerely love. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of ways that it pisses me off. Yeah. I definitely will not ever, ever, ever in my life recommend the manga to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If someone is really into Fruits Basket and they're looking for specifically a shoujo series that deals with the psychological ramifications of abuse. Sure. I might recommend Kare Kami. Yeah, I think Um, that's fair. But I, I wouldn't just say, oh, you like anime? Have you tried watching Kare Kano? It would not be my go-to mm-hmm. uh, in, without a lot of specific factors taking into account what someone is looking for. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe so. Arima becomes a cop. <laughs> I can. can you, though? I can. I'm so angry. <laughs> Yukino deserves better. That's yes. my final. That's my first and yeah. final thought. Yukino yeah, deserves better. Yukino deserves better. Yeah. Oh, and Tonami and Tsubaki don't get married, but they do travel the world together. Yeah, that's great. So that's kind Good of fun. for them. <laughs> Yay! Mm-hmm. And Aya stays single. Aya's Aya's the only one who doesn't get married. Her who doesn't end up with someone. Respect. Good for her. I, yeah. I hope she is. I hope she continues to be a successful writer and does not smoke herself into an early grave. <laughs> yeah oh oh, gosh yeah all right okay let's wrap this one up let's do it (laughs) hey caitlin thank you for suggesting this by the way i know we i know we ended on kind of like a oof what a what a finale what a bad finale sort of note here but like i'm really glad i I got a chance to finally watch this and i had a good time watching Mm -hmm. it with you guys so i i feel like there's this really critical part of like shoujo drama history that i now understand and so i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. thank you and thank you too for joining me. Um, even as frustrating as the anime can be, uh, <laughs> we did get a lot of discussion out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think um, hopefully in a way that will be fun for our readers, both substantial and also in incoherent rage screaming. <laughs> <laughs> screaming. 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 Um, An- so. Another conversation. Feelings. Another con- mm-hmm. Feelings. Strong feelings. Marinara <laughs> trench. <laughs> oh my gosh. I. You know what? Sometimes. No, never going to let that go. I love it. It's yeah, so good. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I prefer um, Alfredo trench. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note. <laughs> Cheesy Mac Trench. All those delicious <laughs> pasta trenches. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, tr- <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, thank you for joining us on this watch along. And this has been Chatty AF. If you enjoy our podcast, uh, check out our website, um, animefeminist.com, our Twitter at animefeminist, our Tumblr, animefeminist.tumblr.com. Uh, we've been rolling out some new features for, for our Patreon. So uh, come donate to our Patreon if you can. Even a dollar a month is really helpful. And if you can donate more, we have some pretty fun perks. Hopefully by the time we post this, we'll start having our podcast bonus episodes that you can listen to for $5 or more a month. And we always want to do so much more. Um, and we love our patrons so much. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember to take care of yourselves and don't cut off little pieces of yourself for the people who claim to love you, Annie Fam. And don't become Thanks. a cop. And a cab. <laughs> and a cab.